0: 15th of May at around about seven o'clock so what else is there to do on a Saturday night in well it's quite a nice spring-like dunster than meet Lucy on our latest reopening podcast.
1: Good evening David.
0: Hi Lucy how are you doing tonight?
1: Good thank you yes.
0: Yeah had a busy day?
1: Yeah everyone's in everyone's happy that's the most important thing
0: and it's all good. Tidy ship shape and Bristol fashion over at the Oval?
1: Well of course what more would you expect? Yes it's all everything's looking fab and um, our new garden furniture has held up to the weather which I'm really pleased about so that was a that's a good buy I'm really happy about that.
0: Brilliant yeah I have to say I'm a particular uh, admirer of your tea cosy that I saw on the welcome tray so if your guests haven't got that today it's because I snaffled it from you know.
1: Okay, right. All right. Well, if they tell me that they were um, disappointed by the lack of tea cozy, I'll know why.
0: Right. Well, you know, you must tell me more about that one day, but that's okay. not for tonight. Sounds. So, yes, what's been going on?
1: Well, the most exciting thing is on Monday, we enter the second phase of reopening after the COVID lockdowns. So, Things are going to change. And I thought for a change, we would ask you some more questions than me. Oh, God. So I'm going to ask you what do you think is going to change in Minehead and Dunster, particularly where the cottages are and what you are looking forward to doing from Monday.
0: Oh, right. OK, well, you know, the one thing that I'm really looking forward to, I'm going to start with that one, is not having to be checking BBC weather or the Met Office every couple of minutes, thinking I'm going to go out and have a breakfast or have a lunch or an evening meal without being freezing cold and just checking if it's going to rain. Because let's face it, the last couple of days has been variable, uh, to say the least. I, You know, Dunster this morning was just amazing, wasn't it? I woke up, absolutely amazing sunshine, popped down to the uh, newsagents to post a little book of walks, Um, and it was beautiful and I really thought that spring was on our side today and then what lunchtime, the heavens opened. I've not seen weather like it. And I was just thinking if I had maybe, I don't know, booked a table at Reeves or was sitting out front of one of those pubs in uh, on the Avenue in Minehead and you were just enjoying the sunshine and before you <laughs> knew it, you were absolutely drenched. You'd have to be sitting there and your are budgie smugglers, <laughs> which believe me, isn't a sight for sore eyes. So yeah, I guess that's what I'm looking forward to from next week. The ability to do pretty much anything indoors which is uh, just what the doctor ordered with our current weather and i suppose that that is what i'm looking forward to the most with regard to my Ned and dunster you know the, the fact that people will be able to have a relatively normal drink in a pub a meal in a restaurant a beautiful cream tea you know I'm just thinking of Charlie Friday's again, and I have to mention it, I suppose. But one of their chocolate brownies with clotted cream inside. Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. And that that amazing experience that we've all been stifled for for many, many months will be back. And that's it. That's what I'm looking forward to most.
1: That sounds very appetising. Once again, we're talking about food as we normally do but um there's going to be so much more open isn't there we'll still need to book in advance yeah but it, it won't matter what happens weatherwise i think you're absolutely right
0: yeah Yeah, and and that booking in advance thing, you know, I think if I was, I don't know, 30 years younger and I was doing my pub crawls in Birmingham or Manchester or in London, you know, going from one side of London to the other, then I think that maybe would be restrictive these days, you know, that lack of spontaneity. But there's something about being on holiday in a place like Minehead or just experiencing Dunster where actually, if I could book in somewhere and I can enjoy a nice meal for a couple of hours, then that's all I need. And then I can walk back to the holiday cottage, to the Oval in Dunster, put the fire on and just enjoy a nice, the rest of the evening with a I don't a glass of port in front of the fire. That is what it's all about. And uh, not to have to arrive home drenched and cold. God, that would be amazing.
1: Yeah, that really works, doesn't it, when you're staying somewhere uh, with lots of places that you can go to nearby and it's in walking distance. And that works in both all our cottages, Minehead and Dunster. Mm-hmm. I mean, in Minehead, you do have to walk up a bit of a hill on the way home. Um, but there's so much choice and there will be so much more open because I know from some of my friends that many of them didn't want to open because they were worried about the weather. Mm. and about you know and also they didn't have any outdoor space anyway yeah um so yes i think we're going to see some changes and uh, guests will really want to be going out and and booking tables in advance and when i'm doing the pre arrival calls i'm doing giving a lot of advice about what sorts of places are available where to go what to book anyone with an app or a website it does make such a difference doesn't it
0: it does i mean it's it's interesting isn't it because you I know that you're still not going to be allowed to go to the bar, you know, and just stand at, uh, like, you know, us blokes do, you know, stand at the bar with a you know pint of Exmoor Ale. I know that's not going to be there quite yet. It probably won't be there until after after the end of June. But there's something about being, I don't know, able to walk down to the, the forester's arms in Dunster, sit at a table, enjoy your Sunday lunch with a couple of pints or, you know, a bottle of wine or something, and then go out for a walk, you know, walk off. Pat's famous roast potatoes. You know, you just it, it is that that feeling now that we're that close for it to feel like normal once again. Yeah, it,
1: it feels like progress, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. It feels like we're walking in the right direction, we're doing it steadily, we're doing it carefully. You know, we're still cleaning to our COVID protocol that we introduced last year. I know um, you know, some people may feel that's not necessary, we feel it is. Mm. Um, and I, I think this slow reopening is the way to go. And hopefully it's, you know, every time we go forward, we're not going to have to inch backwards.
0: Yeah, well, let's hope not. And I think what it takes is more businesses like ours that continue to invest in the cleaning, in doing everything 110% and we'll be okay. It's businesses, unfortunately, that take shortcuts and reduce that sort of thing, um, that are going to cause the issue ultimately. So I think that what we do is we progress a little bit. You're absolutely right in your analogy. We're walking to normality. Um, yes, we're still going to have to wear face masks in in premises and when we're shopping. But hey, you know, if that means that we get to normality quicker, or you know, in line with the government guidelines, that's exactly what we need to do. And there's there's little things, you know, like um, this weekend the tithe barn in Dunster. Is running the Exmoor Extravaganza Makers Market, you know, where lots of local crafters and makers are coming together in one COVID secure market at the Tide Barn. And exactly the same thing, you know, on the 23rd of May, um, they've got a vintage and craft fair happening there, you know, at the Tide Barn. And it's great to see that these events and markets and fairs are coming back. So again, you know, it, it it is. It's a walk to to normality.
1: And and those events at the Tithe Barn are in the Tithe Barn, aren't they? Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And of course, you can't normally see that. That's one of the, the things with a, it's such a busy venue with lots of things happening behind closed doors. It's it's really great that the doors are flung open to everyone so you can enjoy I don't know, uh, tea at Tessa's, lunch at Reeves. You can mooch around the markets at the Tithe Barn. So you can do lots of things whilst you're in Dunster and not just pop in for half an hour, spend the day, you know, and that's a brilliant thing. And if you're staying at the Oval, well, it's just one other thing, one more thing to do whilst you're there, which is Yes. Great. I mean,
1: that's a great um, property for just walking out the door, isn't it? And you're, yeah. you're on West Street, you're uh, you know, hopper, skip and a jump away from Church Street and the High Street. If you like mooching around shops, that's great. There's some lovely shops, everyone's really friendly. There's art galleries, there's the museum, there's the toy collection, mm. and there's history bursting out of everywhere. You know, wherever you look, there's something. Um, and you know, we'll talk more about that another time, I'm sure, because we're both passionate about the history of Dunster.
0: Very
1: much so. Um, yeah. And I think that just the you know I'm really looking forward to just being able to go for a pint and it feel normal
0: yeah um
1: and and you know I know before we started the call we you were talking about you know when we can do the karaoke again (laughs) I think that's way off but hopefully in the not too distant future we will be listening to people doing appalling renditions of Sweet Caroline and you know, and it will feel like life has returned to some form of abnormal normality
0: yeah, and, and great. And that, the little things aren't there that, that I'm looking forward to. Like, um, I don't know, the, the Regal Theatre in Minehead, you yeah. know, they have a lot of sort of amateur dramatic productions there, which are great fun. And, you know, they're really well put together, um, at the Regal. And hopefully that's going to be coming back later this year you know uh, summer or early autumn which is always something to do and of course there's a a cinema being developed in Minehead as well by an independent cinema company
1: and Uh, there's a cinema in linton isn't there and you can get to linton on the um on the open top bus can't you
0: oh god wow yeah and this is this is huge this is absolutely huge because you know i'm a bit of a i wouldn't say i'm a bus fan but you know i i do love my open top tours you know it's pretty much Anywhere I go in the world, that's how I start my city break. Open top tour, recce the area, and you're there. And from, I think, the 29th of May, thanks to a collaboration between First Bus and Exmoor National Park, the Exmoor Coastliner uh, service uh, uh, comes to fruition. And it's brilliant because these are not shower banks. You know, these are modern open top buses, similar to the sort of red buses that you see in London and places um, and these tours will come from Watchit via Dunster and Minehead all the way uh, on the A39 to Linton and Lynmouth. So you'll be able to experience open top tours uh, all the way to Linton and Lynmouth in the summer. And hopefully they'll run through as well into the autumn or to, into the late autumn. So the, we'll be putting a timetable uh, onto our social media as soon as it's launched. I think it's out today. Um, and people will be able to book via first group or to pay on arrival, hop on, hop off. Uh, now,
1: that A39 route to Linton and Linmouth is one of our favourite trips, isn't
0: it? certainly is. Certainly. And
1: I think we will be doing that soon in the summer, I hope possibly before. Um, what's lovely about going in a bus is one of us won't need to drive, so we can both look at the scenery, and mm. the scenery is absolutely jaw-dropping.
0: Hey, I'll tell you um, what, we could do a podcast live from the top deck. That's
1: a great idea. It might be a tad windy, mm. um, but that is a brilliant idea. I will be taking a blanket, just so you know, because I'm such a baby about being cold. But that is a brilliant idea because normally, um, you, you know, you want to be looking at the coast and on the other side you've got the moor and there's that part where you come down the hill. Mm where there's those slightly scary exit lanes you know the ones yeah that's right yeah and uh that is just gonna look amazing we'll both be able to see it and then we can eat as much food and I can have a couple of drinks and we can go home without worrying about doing anything you know well I I would never anyway but you always drive
0: yeah exactly I don't think you trust my
1: driving do you
0: well, no, I, you know, I'm a bit of a control freak when it comes to driving. Yeah. But anyway, that's that's another story. So yeah, that so- will
1: be that will be really fantastic. I mean, there's so much to do here. I feel like that we we scrape, you know, we scrape the surface, but we do give people lots of information. There's a, there's the book in the cottage, and there's uh, we published a leaflet this year of um, socially distance activities mm-hmm. and things you can do in the summer. It don't, they don't have to be done socially distance, but they are things that perhaps you won't find massive crowds doing um not that we ever really get massive crowds in Exmoor it's one of the beauties of this area um but i really feel like the the tourism industry here is putting pulling out all the stops to do things to do things right to do things at the right time to help guests decide where to go and what to do and there's so there's going to be so much more to do and i know we're predicting a boom in
0: in Dunster
1: and Minehead, and I I really hope we get that.
0: Yeah, so do I. I mean, and we deserve to, you know, because we've all been through hell, frankly, of the the last 12 months. And, you know, I know that we've been constantly improving everything that we do. I think we've got now an amazing team doing an amazing job, and clearly the reviews and the nominations for um, awards just keep coming in and I know. i'm i'm chuffed.
1: yeah me too it, it it does feel like a mountain has been climbed hmm. over the last 12 months in in for me you know not not just work-wise but personally too actually and um it's been it i i, I feel like we're at you know we're coming to the end and the these are going to be good changes everyone's determined to be happy everyone's determined to have a good time we're on the brink of that so um yeah I think there's lots to be excited about and we we have been um shortlisted for an award which i'm you know we only found out about today and and we're both sort of can't really believe it can we
0: no it's the i paper award
1: it's the i one? newspaper and we're oh. uh shortlisted for best self-catering accommodation which is just such a massive achievement you know there were thousands of entries so um you know we were nominated so whoever nominated us um that's marvelous mm-hmm. and um we really appreciate it because we you know we have done such a, a lot of work um to make these cottages a really great destination and since we opened on April the 12th we've had some really lovely reviews i mean there was one that came in on tripadvisor last week and it was just a, an amazing review um, and it's it it makes such a huge difference doesn't it to the whole team it there's does. so much effort and thought goes into what we do. I don't think people can even begin to imagine how much energy effort enthusiasm commitment dedication we have I have an amazing team, and I'm grateful for them every single day and mm. the support and you know rallying round and you just, it just it's incredible and it you know there are times when it just make it's a family mm. This yeah. is this is a family, Exmoor Character Cottages. And, yeah. um, you know, there's a lot of love, isn't there? In, there are. In the team. There and there's, is. And there's been no hugs. And um, no. Our, Boris says we can hug soon and we are going to have one big hug. Yeah. And then we are going to have one big party somewhere, I think. Just yeah. sort of, you know, remember what it's like just to go out and have fun with people that you, you know, like to work with. Yes. Yeah you know it's lovely you know I I say I know I've said it before it's not a holiday it's very very hard work but there's some lovely lovely aspects of of doing this job and Mm. you know we both do other things too don't we and this is this is the best yeah miles so and it's it's great being able to talk about other businesses and you know we're so excited that our guests can help the economic recovery in this part of the country and we are so reliant on tourism in Exmoor Mm. and it is so important for people to shop locally. Not don't order a great big order from Tesco. Go to the farm shop. Go to the local providers go to the local dairy in Dunster. You know, get some of your things locally in the deli because that is helping local producers and and every penny you spend there goes to actual real people with real businesses and you know, whose children, whose families depend on it. And also the area depends on it. You know, poor lock oysters. All of these places, they are dependent on, so much of it is dependent on tourism.
0: Well, these and are... Good tourism. These are small businesses like ours. That's ultimately yeah. what this is. Yeah, and I was talking to a guy today um, who uh, was from uh, the, a local farm who produces, you know, eggs. And it's just something as small as buying six eggs from the deli in Dunster, or from Stuart Lawn, or a local shop. Yeah. It may only be a couple of quid in the till, mm. but that couple of pounds adds up. And as someone who you know who owns an independent store in Dunster as well, is it's so important that people realise that they're coming in and they're supporting a local business. And those local businesses in turn support the rest of the economy by also buying local. And it's really easy to order something from Tesco or from Amazon or whatever. And that's great. We all have to do it. But if the demise of a firm like Debenhams underlines anything, it is the importance of Keeping the high streets going. And whether or not that's Dunster or Minehead or Porlock or Dolverton or Linton and Lynmouth, it's really important that we do it. And we hope our guests do it as well.
1: So, David, this is clearly something you feel quite strongly about. And um, I'm guessing there's a reason for that, isn't there?
0: Yeah, I mean, I am very passionate about this. And I think, it, you know, it comes down to when I left school, because I left school on a YTS, you know, with no qualifications in a city where there were no jobs initially. And all I wanted to do is get out there and work. And I had very few options at 16, you know, 1986. Um, and I went to work in a department store. You know, I went to work in Lewis's, who were a famous northern department store chain, which had branches pretty much in the, all over the Midlands and north of the UK. They were the forerunners to Selfridges, so they were part of the Selfridge family. And for me, Lewis's was a family. You know, it was a store of eight floors in the centre of Birmingham, which which um, over a thousand people worked. You know, imagine a department store with a thousand people mm. there. But the one thing that's an army. It, it's just incredible. There were people in that store that had worked there for 35 or 40 years, their entire Mm. adult life, you know, and people joke about um, the importance of work. This was more than work. This transcended everything work-wise. This was a family. And these are people that acted as friends and confidants and counsellors that went to each other's weddings, that, you know, it was – It was man and boy. You know, this was everything in people's lives. And God, I could wax lyrical about department store working. But, you know, after many, many years of working in electronics, after retail, I had to go and visit department stores. You know, that was my job to go and get people on side in stores. And it didn't matter if it was Lewis's in Birmingham or Cole Brothers, which was a, a John Lewis store in Sheffield or Selfridge's on Oxford Street. There is something very special about how employees in these stores worked as a family forget the word team forget the word you know uh, community which colleagues. is colleagues my least yeah. favorite term um, yeah rubbish. absolute rubbish these were family members
1: so they were human beings yes who cared about each other is what you're talking about yeah fundamental basic human need to be part of a family a
0: community whatever yeah it was a family it was a it was it for me this was about trust mm. and that the family in the stores trusted their bosses the customers trusted the stores so yeah. there was a complete circle of trust and so it didn't matter if you were buying school uniforms for your little and you were buying a pet mouse in the pets department or you were buying your first suit, as I did, for my first place of work, it was all found in one store. And you trusted everyone. And that's why the high street is really important. And that's why I'm really passionate about what happens in Dunster's High Street or in Minehead's Avenue. Because in some ways, it doesn't matter what's on that high street. It's the fact that every face you see in those stores are part of a bigger thing. They're part of a family. And the one thing I don't get from supporting Amazon or a, a faceless online retailer is, unfortunately, you don't see all those thousands of workers beavering away in the warehouse. You see a graphical user interface on your phone, and that's all that you see about that organization. Whereas you, work, you walk into Homecoming in Dunster, or you work into, uh, walk into Threads in Minehead, and you see real people.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean I, you know, I buy a huge amount in the the local shops, particularly in Minehead, you know, because I need cleaning products or DIY things or gardening or, you know, I buy, you know, timber or whatever I'm buying. Mm-hmm. And I can honestly say people know who I am in those shops. And we do joke about it, don't we? When I'll go, these don't you know who I am? Yeah. But actually. What I mean is, people say, "Hi, Lucy. How are you? How's, how are the cottages going? Are you full this summer?" Um, and I say, "Oh, yes. And I need some more of that barkeeper stuff. Could you get that?" And they will. They know who I am, and they'll get it for me. And they don't say, "What's your number? What's your email address?" Because you don't need that. Because you know those people. And often I don't even know their name. Um, but they, those people, have time to chat. So there is a community within a community. Mm. It's really, really important. And you you are right. There is a risk that we might lose it to these Silicon Valley faceless corporations that pay people rubbish money, put a huge amount of pressure on them, and then get them to go on TV ads and say how happy they are. And um, there's there's, you know, the corporate social responsibility team that tell us that they're, you know, recycling the oil or whatever it is they're doing. And that's true. I'm sure they do do all of those things. But I also look at some of the rubbish that I see floating around with brand names on, or even in my head, there's, you know, one place in particular that I think is a major cause of rubbish that takes zero responsibility for really for picking it up and clearing it up and it's blowing all over the place. So I think those, those department stores, you know, my nan was a great shopper in, uh, there was a department store in Bromley and, and when she lived in Maidstone, she was a great, department store shopper and um they 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 aren't are you being served you know they aren't like that but Mm. that was a sort of a microcosm with a family in it wasn't it
0: Mm. Um,
1: and you 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 learned the characters who were of course pastiche of real people but um i i do feel like we've lost that and we've lost that in other kinds of industries as well and when you say trust, we were trusting people who were in stores, and actually now we have to trust a big brand like Amazon or eBay.
0: Mm. And ultimately, that trust at the moment, remember, is generated on a computer system somewhere. You know, yeah. the computer says, if I've just bought, I don't know, you know, a pair of headphones from Amazon, then they'll say, right, well, in three months' time, this guy may want an iPod yeah. and a memory yeah. card to something. Yeah. None of this is a human interaction. no. And no, I no. think that that's the bit that, it, in some ways, it makes the difference. With Exmoor Character Cottages, it makes the difference when you walk into a restaurant in Minehead, and they say, "Oh yeah, hi, how are you doing?" And it's those small recognition pieces, mm. of the, you know, the the Cheers uh, bar, you know, in in Boston, yes! you know, where yeah. everyone knows your name, and certainly, yeah. you know, in a smaller way. When, when we owned our coffee shop up in Painswick in the Cotswolds is that when, you know, Joan walked in, I always knew that she liked her coffee, you know, extra hot or with mm. less milk or whatever it may be. And she got that every time. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, to be fair, we do that for our customers, um, our returning customers. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I know, um, you know, I, I know what to leave in the fridge. I know their favourite cake. I know where they're likely to go. You know, um, when people ask me for restaurant recommendations, I'll say to them, ask to stay in this bit of the restaurant. Don't go in the modern bit or, you know, tell them that you're staying with me. And, you know, they get a nicer table. You know, we do all of those tiny little things because we know that we know our customers or some of them. And we also know the businesses here. And I was thinking when you were talking about that, you know, when you buy something in Jenny's shop, who's who has her store next door to the Oval, she makes most of what is sold in that shop. Mm. You know, that's where you get trust from, isn't it? You know, that that there's something amazing about buying something that somebody has made from the person that actually made it. Yeah. Um. And you can see her making things if you're in the Oval and you're on the deck, because sometimes she's in the shed doing pottery. You know, it's mm. pretty amazing, really. And in your shop, you sell garden stuff, don't you? I've bought a few garden-y bits in in Not Too Dear in Dunster.
0: Yeah, yeah. And we, you know, we've been open, what, just over two years now. and, And clearly, you know, my partner, Craig, he runs the shop and he knows what, the customers of Dunster want you know and let's face it Dunster isn't your normal shopping destination you know it's not the place necessarily where you buy the hardware or you buy you know the drill bit that you need to buy in (laughs) Linehead but you know you you go there and we've always said that we want unique items that we can either source locally or source responsibly and where possible we'll create stuff for the shop you know so Craig took some amazing photos of Dunster last year which is made into greeting cards and he sells those in the shop um uh, the little book of walks you know you know I'm I'm really quite passionate about those walks because well a they usually end up at a tea shop but you know it's (laughs) those walks are all about Exmoor, Minehead you know Dunster whatever and that's why we range that in store Mm -hmm. and online as well and we've sold what over a hundred of those in the I last? I know week.
1: I am sort of every time you sell one, I'm like, well,
0: someone bought my book. Hasn't yeah, it? and it's great, and it's great, and there are the multitude of shops in Dunster and Minehead and Porlock, and you know, you know, I'm a big fan of Dulverton, what 25 minutes down the road, who also have a lot of local influence and local stockists and mm. suppliers, and that's what we need to do. You know, I. Honestly, don't think I'm ever going to find a T-shirt or a, a jacket in, in Dunster that necessarily fits me or is what I want. So, yes, there's sometimes I am going to have to order online. But for everything else, can, what is that first thing you want to think about? Can I support the local community? Yes,
1: can I buy it locally?
0: Yeah. And and if yeah. even if it's one out of 10 things that I buy is in Exmoor or in Somerset, then, yeah. I think that's one out of 10 things that a Silicon Valley company. I
1: mean, when I um, converted that barn, which was, yeah, derelict is Mm. putting it mildly. It was horrendous. Um, I I think everyone was local who worked on that building. And, um, you know, when I first came down from London, I was amazed being a, you know, a girl from the Southeast, that all of these amazing tradespeople were here. Yeah. And you could always find someone, however random. I needed banisters building at the Oval and I had to have um, some specialist welding done out the back. And, you know, there was a firm in Minehead who who knew, mm-hmm. you know, and we were joking about the bagpipe factory the other day. And not that I've ever needed to get bagpipes made. But the point is, you can pretty much always get it done locally and. Mm-hmm. Um, and what i i'm really lucky now because i've got such a brilliant team of tradespeople who are local and who who come out and go over and above because they understand the business and they mm. understand me um and they you know they know the standard that i expect and um that, you know that you know we're no nonsense we just crack on and get it done and um we're always really appreciative and uh, understanding which is nice but the, you know our economy in this country is reliant on us all buying things in the UK and one of the things I was quite disappointed about after the the first lockdown particularly was that there wasn't more of a campaign to get people to stay in the UK mm-hmm. that year on holiday um and I don't mean for us you know we were full that and and you know we we do well for bookings um you know, we don't have much available this summer. I, I think I said to you earlier, we've got one week in July at the Oval, which yeah. is just cancelled. Aside from that, we're full. But, I, you know, I'm thinking for all the b accommodation providers, whatever star they were at, they had a really difficult 2020. The campsites, the holiday parks, the hotels, and, our, and the, the, all the shops, all the restaurants, all the cafes, all the pop-up bars and the events that didn't happen. And I really felt like um, Eat Out to Help Out was one initiative that helped a part of the tourism industry. But there were lots of businesses that are affected by tourism that we were talking about earlier in Exmoor, um, uh, you know, taking Exmoor as a slice of it, that um, were not helped by that scheme. Um, and I, I really felt we could have done with a campaign that said, you know, let's rebuild from from here from where we are let's try and holiday in britain in the uk and pack your rain mac pack your sun cream pack the dog and you know stay here if you mm-hmm. can stay here and i you know i know a lot of people did and people still are but i that i felt was an opportunity that i don't really understand why that didn't happen but you know there's a lot of politics that go on with these things as well that we'll never understand
0: yeah and and uncertainty i think last year and that's hopefully the, what we'll avoid this year you know hopefully we'll have a more certain market mm. that, that that visit britain campaign i think it was visit britain campaign of escape the everyday mm. is even more relevant this year because we've had the four walls again in the, in the in the winter yeah. and the start yeah. of spring so you know we will emerge from this and i think for me it's what happens next, which is really important. It's what happens next year in 2022, because you're right we you know, like most accommodation providers, we've got a full diary or a near full diary, yeah. but my interest now is what happens in autumn, winter and what happens next year when people potentially will have the freedom to jump on a 737 yeah. to Parlo or to fwengi yeah. you know? And, and for me, I I can imagine that that break that we've got available at the Oval, which I think is the third of July.
1: It is the third of July, yeah, for a week. To
0: be the third of July, that'll go like that. That was me. Fingers, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, from the third of July, that will be gone. But it's it's whether or not all of these wonderful people that came last year will come again. And what we really need uh, to happen is the people that discovered Dunster and explored Exmoor for the first time last year. Will actually mm. come and see us off season. Wouldn't that be mm. great to help out with the festivals, yeah. and, uh, you know, winter events here, uh, here in Dunster and Exmoor? So, yeah. yeah.
1: So it's it's going to be a really interesting time because this this next phase um, gets us, as we said, further on the journey, one step ahead. That's great. Um, I just hope it's all going to carry on. You know, there's the Indian variant now, and there are there are other uncertainties and there's the wider economy and the debt that we've incurred to cope with COVID, which you, you know, talk about as the war debt, don't you? You know, it's mm. like a war chest that we've spent. Um, so we'll see, because all, all of our businesses, we're all trying to recover from that. And everyone's in the same boat.
0: It is. Um, we are. We are. Believe me, you know, the, the the focus now for you know if if i look at the microcosm of all of this and our little shop is our biggest challenge now is getting the stock in because we've had such a great relaunch since Mm. april um our problem now is how much stock would you believe was delayed either in the Suez canal or the raw materials to makers in the uk simply isn't there um, and that's our biggest challenge for this summer. Is a lot of imported goods or parts of goods that that enable us to sell in our shop. Yeah,
1: that's interesting. Around. Yeah.
0: And you know we're looking at at local uh, trades now. You know, like Exmoor blacksmiths and the like, who potentially will be able to supply the shop with other items. And but, that's
1: the opportunity, isn't it? Because yeah. if we, as a country, and, uh, and you know, these businesses are starting to look inside for the providers to fill gaps that might have been filled by someone uh, who knows where wherever somewhere in Europe or further if you're talking Suez Canal um, you know there's a there is an opportunity there mm. um, that perhaps wouldn't have been there before so there are opportunities I think um, you know we my my sort of concern is uh, shoulder season mm. as you know I'm always you know it. we can book the summer it's november february those are the january particularly that they can be harder months to book and mm-hmm. our prices reflect that um but we've added loads to um in you know give people things to do um at weekends when it's colder if they want to learn a new skill or you know cook something with our chef or learn to make candles or whatever it is um but I think, you know, we've all we've all got to innovate in this environment. You you have to, you cannot sit still and you have like you're looking for new suppliers and sourcing things locally. There are opportunities. All art makes, bakes, creates activities are provided by people locally, bar one, because I couldn't find anyone locally. Mm. Um, and it was something I really wanted to learn. So I wanted to offer it. And I'm adding new things all the time because the the business is here. I want to support them because I want them to be here next year and in 2023. And I'm a big fan of Martin Sorrell. You know, the man runs amazing businesses, Sir Martin Sorrell, I should Mm. say. And he's predicting 21, 22 are going to be really good years economically. And it's 23 Mm. that we need to be wary of. So, you know, let's, um, let's, let's focus on making 21 and 22 really good.
0: Yeah. It's, it's what we said in, in John Turner's podcast and Mm. it's why Um, organizations, DMOs such as Visit Somerset and Visit Exmoor, they have to be uh, ahead of the game. You know, John Turner's innovating all the time. Visit Somerset's innovating all the time. We need all of the other DMOs to do the same now because unless we get a concerted and focused effort on developing our tourism offering, then all of these other bits – the high street, the cafes, the eateries, the restaurants, yes. we aren't going to survive. That's right. And, and we are not going to get people in our cottages if there are no restaurants and no shops and no eateries. But
1: there because will, be. The there will be.
0: There will be. Of course there will be. But because what we need is we need someone on the stage, on the political stage, trumpeting our needs All the time, and that terrible word that's in the press at the moment. No, no, and and you're right.
1: And it's why last year I joined UK Hospitality because I was so impressed with the work that the CEO Kate Nichols was doing and the Mm -hmm. team, and the you know the weekly webinars and the newsletters, and also why we joined PASC, which is a an association for self catering, because these organisations understand the business we're in. They understand the importance of them to the local economy, to the whole economy. Not just tourism, but to all of those um, ancillary providers and services around it. And you know it's the bottom-up approach. yeah if it if you've got a good business in minehead, then that's Exmoor, then that becomes the Southwest, then that becomes England, mm-hmm. which becomes the UK, which makes us you know strong on the international stage. You've got to do it one step at a time, one job at a time. and we we will do it because one thing I've learned through this is the businesses here, Are run by people who are resilient, they are determined, they are hardworking, and they are, you know, many of them are are up for doing new things. And I've been surprised by some of the businesses, some of the things they've done, and really, really impressed. As someone who's got, you know, I've got a marketing degree. And, you know, to me, it's just been interesting, really interesting to see, you know, sink or swim. Mm. And, um, You know, some of these businesses have done some incredible things. And I think when guests who know us and come back and they see what's going on in Minehead and Dunster and Exmoor, I think some of the things will really impress them, actually.
0: Yeah. Oh, Let's hope started, so,
1: and because know. we've got a busy summer. Apart yes. from that one week, we've got a busy summer.
0: We have got a busy summer, and as you said earlier on, we've got this amazing uh, coastal bus service, yes. which is just another – you know, if I think about it, uh, uh, the ideal couple of days out, I can go on the Open Top, I can go on the Linton and Lynmouth Cliff Railway, I yep. can – enjoy really great food. And later on in the season as well, the West Somerset Railway comes back to give yes. us steam trains along the coast as well. You know, I actually think it's a pretty good break. And, you know, you don't have to drive, I don't know, seven hours, eight hours from Birmingham to get to Cornwall. You can be here in explore really quickly. And we shouldn't forget that, you know, that it doesn't, it, it, you know, there's, there's a load of people that don't want to sit on the M5 for six or eight hours or get up at three in the morning to get to their accommodation in Penzance at 10 o'clock. You know, this, people can be with us in two or three hours. I mean, it's
1: not, if you're in London, it's not far, you know, I mean, it depends what part of London, you know, obviously, (laughs) of course, I I decided that it would be great to commute from the Southeast of London, London, which isn't perhaps the best, but um, I do get up early to do that. And, um, it's not far, and and it's a, a lovely drive as well. So, anyway, yes, we must wrap up. Yes, um, because we've got to get ready for booking for things that we're going to be doing on Monday.
0: We certainly have, and um, yep. So, this podcast, I guess, will go out before the big reopening on Monday. Yes, hope but so. For anybody uh, listening to this before that uh, date, we've got some great podcasts coming up. Got a really. Um, e- well, I don't know, I find it really interesting, Uh, the history of the old sweet shop in Minehead, which is a real meander through, (laughs) <laughs> uh,
1: uh, 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 up some blind alleys
0: maybe yeah, ma- maybe there's, there's the odd
1: history of england yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry about
0: that yeah there's the odd there's the odd um gin blockage and um and then we're going to be doing a similar tour of the oval in dunstow yes. which again is you know really interesting so there's some great podcasts coming up and of course now i've got to I've got to tell everyone the History. All of our previous episodes are now going to be available ad infinitum, and they're all available via the website at ExmoorCharacterCottages.co.uk. So all of our history, podcast history, is on there. So there's no excuse now not to listen to our podcast.
1: Well, okay, that there might be some excuses. We'll be testing people later.
0: Yeah, reasons, not excuses. Please. Did we
1: say free sweets? <laughs>
0: Yeah, don't stop. Stop giving stuff away.
1: <laughs> right. Okay. Right.
0: Okay. Well, you have a great Sunday. Changeover tomorrow.
1: Two changeovers tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. We don't normally do a Sunday, so um, yeah, we've got a busy day again. <sighs> Three days in a row, and yeah, uh, yeah. and then next week we're Friday, Saturday, so back to routine um and these changeovers are you know they're full days and and I, i did say earlier i know you know people are asking me why we're still checking in at five honestly if you're listening and you got this far i can promise you we get in at 10 and we leave before you arrive at five it does take the full time to do it to covid protocol so um bear with us we will be doing it that way until we feel it's it's fine not to
0: Mm. and as your risk manager um we're doing it the right way and that's the most important
1: we thing. are yeah. we are and we're very we're all very happy when we leave the cottages yeah and we do the oh test which is oh I'd love to sit down on that sofa right now and watch a Netflix mm. book set it's- and eat some lovely nibbles and have a glass of something oh. or jump in the hot tub
0: See, see, that's it. You're just stirring up these things in my mind now about the ability to walk out my front door and pop over to the Luttrell Arms or pop out and have something non-alcoholic and a meal indoors without freezing myself to the...
1: I would just like to have a pint of beer indoors pulled from a tap or three and just sit in a pub and listen to other people talking. Sometimes I actually ask Alexa to play me background music from a pub or a cafe when I'm that way, you know, because I just, I miss that. I, you know, I like all of that social stuff.
0: Mm, That hubbub.
1: I do. Yeah. Mm. And I miss it. Actually. I miss that. You know, I, I, I turn into a sort of different person when I'm in a pub anyway.
0: Yeah. Well, we know, but anyway, more on Lucy's karaoke exploits (laughs) in a further podcast. I
1: never sing. I never sing. I just, Mm. muck about and dance and be silly and why not who cares
0: exactly after this period of inactivity find
1: me a table and i will dance on it
0: okay there's an offer so anyone (laughs) who has got this far in the podcast if you want to dance on a table with lucy (laughs) cottages just message us at any time
1: yeah make it a big table if there's two of us but yeah yeah, let's do it
0: Need to be a right. table for me. Right. Anyway. Baked
1: beans on toast calling you.
0: Uh, I guess so. And uh, you can tell I'm living the high life. And, yep. Another uh, crazy
1: night in for you. Right.
0: Indeed. And I'll see you very Tomorrow. soon in a hostelry near Yes. Near you. Near you. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, Lucy. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.